Hello, Akav Kabarmu. Hey guys, um, DC, Marvel, the boys, the world of superheroes filled with OP superpower. People, to some, useless fish-talking people. Um, Fucking deep. (laughs) Join us last week as Lynn joins the JV show as we have a fun-filled podcast on superpowers, government dissecting of super people, and exploring the powers in the game of life. Fuck yeah. Sounds like a fun topic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah tune in last week. Yeah. So you can week, tune in and listen. Yeah. <laughs> Tomas. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so this week uh, you got me, Jorge. And this is Viv. And this week we got special guest, Tomas. Yeah. My name's Tomas. Nice <laughs> to meet everyone. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll get started. We actually didn't give much of a, in, like, I guess, in, instruction. So <laughs> yeah. we'll, uh, we'll kind of start this out for him. So uh, Viv, how was your week like this week? Um, my week was pretty okay. So usually in the beginning of each podcast, we do like highlights of how our week went. Okay. Um, let's go back to my schedule. So this week, my friend Noelle was in town and that's why she was on the last podcast. It was really nice hanging out with her before she left, but she's coming back next weekend. So like not a big deal. Who cares? (laughs) It was Lumi's, (laughs) it was Lumi's birthday over the weekend. She turned three on Sunday. I bought her a shit ton of toys and a bunch of treats and I bought her some puzzle games, which I've been meaning to buy her for the longest time. But I'm always like, I think I could probably find it a little bit cheaper on Amazon or whatever and I wouldn't look. But I got her some puzzle toys and they're those ones where you put like treats in and she's mm-hmm. supposed to figure out how to like rotate some some part and then pull at some part. And she hasn't been able to get it at all yet. But Any of them? any of them Ooh, but she hasn't um you have to be smart enough to get this or else i'm gonna be so disappointed but yeah and then we did a little trip out to elk island yeah and we went on a few of the mini hikes and some of the paths um there were some people there that was really interested in playing with Lumi. So I let a lot of the kids just play with Lumi, and they ran around with her and then one of the people had a paddleboard and they were like, hey, we're not using our paddle bar. If you want, you can go play with it. And I was like, sure, can I bring my dog along too? Because I was like, are they, are they trying to distract me and steal my dog? Because like all their kids are playing with my dog. And so I brought Lumi on and I played with their paddle board for a few hours. And it was a lot of fun. Just I think it was my first time going on a little like road trip little thing by myself. So it was very empowering and it felt like a lot of fun. Right, I'm gonna be a buzzkill here. What? I think yeah. you said the exact same story last week. What? <laughs> Fuck! I already said it. Oh my well, gosh! Now okay. you guys know. It makes me less nervous time. coming up with stuff. Yeah. I had a great time, and then um, wait, did we have this exact conversation where I asked about like bisons and stuff? And if you saw, oh shit, you're right. If you saw any bisons there? Shit! This is what happens when we have podcasts on different days. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, all right. So you heard how that went. Um, this week in volleyball, there was playoffs. Didn't win any t-shirts. Games are a lot of fun. When when on my Thursday team, it was significantly more fun. We went out to Cactus Club afterwards, and it was just kind of bittersweet because two of my team members are moving back to Calgary. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's what yeah. happens. Yeah, and then today I got my car back oh after God, having thing. it be delayed in maintenance and repairs for three months. I finally got it back, and it feels so fucking good to drive again. Feels like I got a part of my home again, but that's the highlights of my week. Is it as good as new or? It's as good as new. Okay. As good as fucking new. Fingers crossed it stays that way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers fucking crossed. I mean, someone hits a parked car, it's not your fault, right? You know, yeah, there you go. So, 
Can't do anything about that. Yeah, feels uh, good. I forgot how uh, hard it is, or not hard, how different it is to drive a car that's like a little bit lower, or the seat's lower, and everything's a bit longer, but... Wait, you were driving another car before this? I, I, I was your driving car. my dad's old Nissan Altima, and it's a sedan, so it's like a regular sedan, a little bit oh, higher okay. up. Different shape. Nice. Um, all right. So my week was super boring. Not really anything interesting. Uh, same same with Viv. Playoffs. So just some volleyball. Didn't win anything, uh, unfortunately. And then today. So I think before I told everyone, I get every other Friday off. So today was one of the off days, which oh, is nice. nice. Got to do a lot of stuff. Massage, workout, all the stuff I wanted to do. Um, but then I realized when I was like just doing these things, I was like, I feel like sometimes people do things like off a checklist because it makes them feel good, but yeah, we're not actually accomplishing anything. You know what I mean? I'm Why like, not? I'm just doing no. the chores of my week, but I'm not like actually. That is doing accomplishing. Things. Things. And you're knocking them out. I mean, because why don't you feel bad if you didn't do them? Yeah, and then you get like low key stressed. Yes, you no. feel like a pleb. Uh, yes, no, but I feel like doing those things is nice. It, it gives you a nice feeling, right? But it's like not that satisfactory. Maybe to you, I'm like, I am fucking adulting yeah. so well right now. I, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like literally just going through the motions, right? Kind of have to. I, I, I won't lie, taking like midday naps is pretty nice. Mm. That's always one of my goals on like an off day, like just a midday nap. Nice. amazing. Nice. Just a half an hour oh, kills it. But yeah, it was, a, it was a fun one. We were actually, Viv and I were going to do a podcast before this. I was actually hyping myself up for that. Yeah, but I was kind of late. It was kind of late. Yeah, I was actually doing notes and stuff for that too. Shit. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh fuck it, we'll scrap it for next time." But yeah, no. Other than that, not too much happened. Uh, how about you, Tomas? How was um, your week? Similar. Uh, playoffs, but not volleyball. I do soccer. Ooh. So yeah, a bunch of uh friends of mine. Uh, we uh we fucked up last week, so um we played for seventh out of tenth. Uh, it was like yikes. Hmm? Yikes. Uh, participation <laughs> yeah. badge, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. But yeah, we lost uh, a bunch of points on spirit points. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure my team was like very nice. But like we're great in on spirit points as well. Oh, Wait, what is, is spirit uh, points? This is uh, ESSC. ESSC. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. I fucking hate that. That's shit. exhausting. What? I subbed once for an ESSC yeah? soccer thing and I swear I just was running from one side of the field to the oh, other yeah, side. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a lot of running. One side to the other side. Yeah. Sometimes I'll take some balls, but majority of the time it just felt like I was running yeah. back and forth just to make sure I was in the right position. Yeah, it's it's messed up because they people like it's mixed skill too. Like some people sign up for like we're on the lower tier. Yeah. Team two. Some people are obviously from club. And they come Holy and just shit. like, you know, shit on people. So Is that even fun for them? Like if I was that um, skilled, I would not play rec at all. Or like I mean lower int or anything. It's almost like our first week of EVP where we had to calibrate. Yeah. But that's pretty boring of a week. Yeah. I, I mean but I have it's a, fun because you gotta see everyone. Oh no, I was gonna say I have fun because like I get to hit some bangers on the first week. Oh <laughs> shit, you're but, right. Yeah. Bikes. Yeah. I, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh we won that. Um and then for the rest of the week, um, I started a new job, so that's been uh, my focus. But this weekend, I'm going camping and everything. I actually was supposed to go today, but then... Um, what? You can yeah, yeah, you say my name. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Vivian invited me to uh, on this podcast, and um, yeah, um, you, I sort of just... Because it's a weekend thing. I can meet them up tomorrow. You so, delayed your camping for the podcast? Yeah, why not? I oh mean, my god, I mean, I'm so honored. Wait, were huh? you going to leave like right after you ate or something? Yeah, yeah, I was going to drive, but then I was like... Uh, I'd rather not hit a bump and f- fuck up the car, so yeah. Damn. 
That's all we, good. We feel honored. Yeah. No, no, so no, no. Most, most of our no. guests, this is just like a drive-by. It's yeah. like, yeah, like I'm just going to swing by and uh, do a quick one and then <laughs> leave. Aw. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, not specifically, but sometimes. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm more of a yes man, so oh, I I, 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 I have a hard time saying no to people. Oh, that's so that's why I overplan things. It's like <laughs> like sushi was like supposed to be you know an hour, but like it's a birthday and everyone's like, oh, let's cut uh, cake and everything. And I'm uh, like, oh my god, I have to go. Don't worry about it. We speed things up and then yeah. Chop chop, make yeah. your wish, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. We got two yes people here then. <laughs> yeah. Oh also yeah. Also a yes yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Uh, For I plans. am. Uh, whatever makes me. Whatever pleases me is where yeah. I go. I've actually been a lot better though. You've been saying years. no more. Yes, I'm happy. So much more often. Yeah, I'm happy. It's I gotta learn to get to where you're at. Oh, I just, it's it's, it's kind of jaded though. Like I really? just don't give a fuck a lot. So <laughs> mm. you gotta make yourself happy. You have that responsibility, right? Because I've learned that if you say yes a lot, then I get stressed myself, and I won't have fun when I actually go to the events because I'm like I'm too busy, mm. and I hate the feeling of being busy now. You also feel like a yes whore. Yeah. You're right. Like, you know, it's like, damn, close yourself. Like, I, <laughs> I think there was a brief period where I was doing it, but I was bored at the time. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was saying yes to stuff more, which mm-hmm. I think is reasonable. But now it's like, nah, I'm good. I'll I'll do what I enjoy. And I'll like reserve time specifically for things. Yeah. yeah. No, that's definitely better. Yeah. Well, I'm starting to realize that having lulls are, help me keep the peace in between being so busy. I need a scheduled time to just yeah. be myself or be by myself. Sorry. I think it's more so my, like I, I need my friends to like to to start planning things on weekdays and not just pack everything on the weekends. Shit, that yeah. sounds even more exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Weekends weekdays? is nonstop. Weekdays that's boring, you know, melting really? in the sun. Yeah. I, I go to sunsets by myself because oh, no one's so else cute. doing anything. Self-love, though. <laughs> I do that. Yeah. I, I do a lot of like sunset chasing adventures yeah. by myself. Yeah, I've been uh, into that lately. Um, Love it. Yeah. I support it. When you're driving, you see a nice sunset. Sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to follow that. And I'm just going to keep driving and keep turning until I get closer to that. Really? And yeah. find like a nice field and a nice view. And I'll sit there for like an hour. Have you ever been to Great Spa? No, the fuck? That's so far. What? <laughs> I think the furthest I've driven while like sunset chasing would be like past downtown. Wait, this and I was all the way in the south. Side. Sunset chasing? Other people do this too. I don't. I don't know if that's like a term. I, I don't think but that's I a thing. Definitely chase sunsets. Chasing sunsets, no, like no, literally, no. no. Yeah, like literally. Like I'll see a yeah, I'll see like a really nice sunset. Just drive and off. I'll into be like, the you sunset. know what? I'm actually not gonna go home yet. I'm gonna chase the fucking sunset. I'm gonna make a whole bunch of turns. Just keep driving until I find a spot that looks amazing, and I'll sit there, and I'll just enjoy it. I'm glad you don't have kids. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, they'll be like, where's my Yeah, where's dinner? It's like, <laughs> like the sun's not setting. It's golden hour. Can you wait? <laughs> yeah. You know what happens when golden hour comes, bitches? I actually didn't know that was a thing. Usually, I don't know. I'm always a point A to point B guy, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Thinking like a real engineer. Dude, it's terrible. Like, uh, I mean, not like, I, I love it. Yeah. But I'm glad I, I'm glad I don't date an engineer. Like, our lives would be so fucked. <laughs> It'd be like way too scheduled. Everything would be like way too planned out, from like time, schedule, investments, vacation, all that shit. Oh, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need, need some chaos. It, 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 most definitely, I need that chaos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, we're gonna talk about something kind of interesting. I think within our demographic, it's very yeah. prevalent. Um, not saying our friends are all fuck ups, but you guys know who you are. 
Uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just matching faces in my head. I'm just like, oh, no, I'm judging now. Uh, so we're going to talk about quarter-life crisis. Uh, that was a pretty cool topic. Uh, they yeah. suggested it, and interesting that you know, I think uh, I think it'll, it'll be a fun one. I think uh, a, lo- a lot of our podcast has some, you know, uh, feels, Pressing. emotions, <laughs> yeah, yeah. shit to it. So I think this fits right into yeah. the TV show. Fits right into perfectly. the uncomfortable part that no one wants to talk about. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna just define it right now, so we all know what this is. Um, I just googled this. Oh, yeah. up. So core life crisis is anxiety over the direction and quality of one's life. It's usually in the early 20s to mid 30s. Um, it usually has insecurity, doubt, disappointment surrounding your career, relationships, and financial situations. Yes, sir. So, yeah, I think, I don't know, like, do you, have you guys talked to a lot of people with core life crisis? I feel like I've been on, like, mini ones, but I wouldn't call it a crisis. I'd be like, uh, like a hurdle is what I'd call it. Like, uh, yeah, just a challenge or something like that. Um, I feel like I get bouts where I feel the quarter life crisis. Like, yeah. But for is, sure. is it like a crisis crisis? Like, um, like what do you define yeah. as a crisis? Like something like, holy fuck, I need to tackle this right now. Like, Not necessarily more like a, like a doom that's hanging over me. Yeah. Something you can't really solve right now. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it'll take time. Something like, fuck, I should do something about this. Or this fucking feels like shit being here. I can't make a million dollars in like the next year. But yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. My, my thoughts of it was okay. like a bunch of shit crashing all at once. Oh, it was like a crisis. Like a true okay. crisis. Okay. I felt that like, uh, this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Viv for sure felt that. But I don't know. Like, I wouldn't even call that a core life crisis. Like, it'd be like you got fired for something stupid, and then your girlfriend broke up, girlfriend and boyfriend broke up with you, and then, like, like for some reason, you're you. getting sued for something or some type of combination of those things, right? Is what I define yeah. a crisis. All right. So I've had a crisis in the last year as well. Yeah. 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 yeah I guess. Well, yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh, my God. Let me tell you. Okay. I've never felt actually have you ever actually reflected on yourself and actually felt like hysterical and actually felt crazy like like how so your life's a sitcom or some shit no like like okay the situation was i was in bed and then i was going through a bunch of shit but then i was crying my eyes out to the point where i was like holding my head and i was okay i was sitting upright with like my knees crossed and everything or my legs crossed and i was crying so hard that i was like bent over and like holding onto my head and i was like holy shit i actually feel fucking crazy and mm. actually i'm like hysterical right now like i had like a sudden image pop in my head of me being like a mental in a mental institute because of how fucking hysterical and like insane my emotions felt i see i think that's a crisis right <laughs> was that panic attack sort of thing oh yeah or maybe it was also a panic yeah, attack maybe being a bitch <laughs> yeah. stressful week or something like no, you're doing a lot of things, right? Um, so it was in the okay. So at that moment, oh, I might be missing some things, but at that moment, it was I was dealing with a breakup. My car was crashed. Um, was it? I was injured from volleyball. Either I think it was my eye, my eye was injured and my ankle was sprained, so I couldn't play volleyball, and I couldn't work out at the time. And then okay, so I lost my relationship. I lost my car. I lost my ability to play volleyball and go to the gym. And then I think I was starting to get bronchitis at the same time too. So I was just feeling like shit as well. And then work was getting really stressful. And then I forgot what else, but there was a whole, it just felt like everything collapsed in on me. Mm-hmm. And I literally just had like probably a panic attack and, and, and a fucking breakdown. And I was sitting in my room and I felt fucking hysterical. 
like actually crazy like i could feel like my world spinning and then i swear my vision was getting blurry and i felt actually crazy uh that's a crisis right yeah probably i don't know or or okay (laughs) overplaying it i don't know like i feel like this is like such a borderline thing because i feel like um like i think it definitely when you're in the midst of everything like that happening one after another it felt like i was i got like kicked and i was on the floor and i was constantly getting like beat up while i was still on the floor Mm. yeah okay i i and it definitely doesn't seem like okay in hindsight it definitely doesn't seem like a lot because after we went on to our la trip because i could seemingly put everything on hold and like yeah seemingly put everything on hold you're on vacation you're on vacation mode after feeling that i was like holy shit everything is surmountable like nothing actually is that big of a deal like this is fucking like it felt so amazing it was fucking crazy the how crazy like just hopping on a plane and feeling that stark difference between oh i'm in la i'm in vacation mode versus at home everything felt like absolute chaos they put everything in perspective yeah so like in hindsight yes it i did blow it up in my head but then like i think if you experience what i felt it was actually insane i think we don't like the worst thing that's happened to you is the worst thing that's happened to you. Yeah. Right. So I feel like it's so hard to compare because yeah, like course. the worst thing that's happened to you is literally just the worst. Like you, you're not, you're never in any, well, you're never in anyone else's shoes or brains. Like, mm-hmm. like you don't feel what they feel. So the worst thing that's happened to you is literally the worst thing that's happened to you. And probably yeah. up till that time of your life, it's like the worst thing that's happened to you For in sure. terms of a cumulative thing. Right. For sure. Yeah. So I guess, yeah. I mean, the only reason I say this is that I'm not sure how, um, how weak i don't know like it's, it's kind of mean to say but like how weak is our generation like mm-hmm. is the core life crisis to us like comparable but yeah. then at the same time like i said the worst thing that's happened to you is the worst thing that's happened to you exactly life in general has been getting better so maybe it doesn't take as much to get down to those levels right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah that's kind of crazy because <clears throat> you think that like after living a certain amount of years you would have felt most feelings or have a grasp with most feelings but that was the first time I actually felt that feeling. And I was like, holy shit. Like you, there's, it doesn't come often where you feel a whole entire new feeling. Mm. And I legit felt like hysterical and crazy. Like actually. Damn. Yeah. I think like full on meltdown. Yeah. It was a meltdown. Yeah. Know. All right. That was uh, Viv's core life crisis. What? <laughs> that was my crisis. Uh, I think, okay. I think I may have a mini one that's similar, but ever since that time, I don't think I've ever been like in that similar situation so i guess that might be what you say a quarter life crisis uh for me it was soon after i broke up with my girlfriend from way back when this was like uh probably four or five years ago mm-hmm. and then like i was like right before i met you i think yes that yeah. was like almost a year before you met me i think mm-hmm. and then at the same time i also dislocated my shoulder yeah so i couldn't work out either and that happened and i don't know like like i said the worst things that happened to you is the worst things that's happened to you right yeah. so yeah. at that time i felt pretty shitty but it was like a one night thing it was like the night i dislocated my shoulder and then i was in bed and i was like oh man i feel so shitty mm-hmm. and i just slept it off and then yeah Fuck. i don't know like it, it felt shitty at the time like i felt like pretty down yeah um but i don't know ever since then like i still had challenges that are way worse than that but i've never felt like that mm-hmm. if that makes sense 
So that was, I don't know, like that, that's the best I can kind of drum up with in terms of the definition we've kind of come up with. Yeah. How, yeah. How about you, Tomas? For me, I guess, uh, I keep, I keep talking about like probably back then, like when COVID started, um, I graduated in 2019, right? It's a struggle finding work, but also I broke up with my girlfriend then. Um, oh, fucking relationships, right? Fucking bitches and shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of my bad. She cheated on me, and I, I kind of forgave it, but like, did it again, and then I learned my lesson, and then sort of moved on. <sighs> nah, definitely not your bad, bro. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely not your bad. It's not your yeah. bad for believing in fucking people. So, so for me, it was like trying struggling to find a career, also like going through all this like emotion, like I, I, I thought financially I was fucked. I have student loans, and like. I'm still working a minimum wage job, grinding away, and then, you know, comparing yourself to everyone else who, like, probably did a co-op or something. I was traditional, right? So I didn't really have any work experience in the engineering. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, but a year after that, uh, found a position and um, started working at it then. Then, once I got that job, I, I wanted more. I, I kept on thinking, yeah, I want to be financially set, so I'm just keep looking for work, right? Get, got another job, pay, got paid more, and then I kept going from there. And then it just doesn't didn't stop for me. So I thought I had an issue with like I don't know something, right? I mean that's a good issue, isn't it? Huh? I mean not really, because if you feel like the answer to what your problem is, or if you feel like you've reached what you thought was the answer to your problems, and your problems don't go away, then you have like a whole new problem, don't you? Mm, oh, okay, okay. Like if you thought Wait, one plus a, two equals three. That's a good paraphrase of what you were going through? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I am just keep chasing. Like, chasing the dragon, I think. He's still there. Chasing that high, huh? Oh, am I there? I, I just got this job too. Uh, money's good. Uh, people are good. So I, I realized like after working for all these companies, as long as people are good, usually it's great. It's exactly. Great I told you, right? Yeah. I told you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, work-wise, I got to do a little bit more design, so that's that's why it's it's more Shit, of my passion. Man likes design too. Design, yeah. Yep, that's what I'm chasing. I'm chasing <laughs> that fucking dragon too, brother. Really? He's chasing that design, engineering design yeah, thing yeah. too. Yeah, like in engineering, you either go into project management or you go technical, right? So, yeah, I want to at least know my shit and then make that decision later. But okay, yeah. so. I literally just met Tomas. It's, yeah. There's no knock on you. It's just for me, like, yeah. I've always had a plan. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just stuck to it and I just worked hard at it. And I know, like, the plan has moving timelines, as in, like, I think I'll be done this, but all of a sudden it takes an extra year. Yeah. And for me, I've always been, like, pretty okay with it. Um, like, I, like, always, I sometimes sit down and think to myself, I was like, man, what the fuck are you doing? Is this actually what you want to do? And then, like, my heart would say, like, no, this isn't what you want to do. But then my brain would be like, Okay, like you know what you need to do to get to where you need to be, and you also understand that sometimes you gotta do the shitty stuff to learn the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like for example, like it's not all rainbow and sunshine. Like sometimes you have to like slosh through the mud to get to the good side at the other end. Right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So then, um, like for me, I I still chase that dragon of like, hey, want to do exactly what I want, but at the same time, I've always learned like, all right, this is actually a skill I learned that I needed that I am happy that I actually took. If, if that makes sense like I'm happy I went through this even though it's not exactly what I want to do it's like I'm pretty glad that I went through this shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah no it's it's it's. I, I see what you mean though that that chase it's like fuck this isn't what I want alright let's move on to like, yeah, try to find yeah. that and yeah it just 
it, it messes with your head a lot too, right? Oh, definitely. Like, have you ever gone like on TikTok or like Instagram <laughs> and you, you just get TikTok or finance bros talking to you and you're like, damn, should I switch to finance and like just do like an analyst job or like switch to coding or programming? Like, oh, yeah. yeah like, uh, I'm having kind of the ex- the opposite feels. Really? Because for my job, I do some programming and I'm starting to feel like I don't actually like it. Ooh. Ooh. And like I didn't actually go into programming or computer science with the passion because I actually wanted yeah. to do programming or whatever. Mm-hmm. I do like problem solving. Problem solving and yeah. I do like programming in the sense of like on my own time I enjoyed making websites and like small programs and small games and that's fun. Mm-hmm. But then I started to I'm starting to think that I don't like it as a job. Because having to do it as a repetitive thing and have guidelines in terms of how you can creative or how you can program and what you should program Mm -hmm. isn't fun for me. And I think I actually just like the creative process of it, of being able to program what you want to program and work on the projects that you do want to work on. But for as a job, I don't think I actually like it. So I'm exploring other options right now, even though I still want to be in tech. Is is this top secret? No, not really. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so it's it's different. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So we're all fucked in our careers. Yeah, we're all kind Let's of fucked. Kind of but I guess I've been yeah. kind of like telling people that I yeah. feel like your career and your life doesn't exactly always go as planned because you're always figuring out what you like and what you don't like, and the only way that you will learn about what you don't like is mm-hmm. if you test it out first. Yeah, that's true. And then I read this quote today, or not this quote. I didn't even read it. It was yeah, freaking TikTok. You just, you just heard it. Oh yeah, this quote <laughs> on TikTok is great. Okay. There was this thing that was like, there was this girl talking. She was doing a voiceover, and she was like, "I like to view my twenties not as a waiting period, but as like kind of like a change. You view it as a change room. So you go in and you can try out all the different clothes that you like, and you throw away the ones that you don't like." And you can keep the ones that you do like. And you do that with the things in your life in terms of jobs, friends, relationships, places. You can try it out. It's like it's not like a buffer period for, oh, when you're ter- when you turn 30, you'll get this. It's more like a trial period, like a changing room. So you try on all these things, see what fits and what doesn't. And you keep the things that fit and you get rid of the things that don't. And I don't know why, but hearing this one thing kind of like, Inspired you? Inspired me, yeah. Live, love, laugh. Some like fuck yeah, that live, shit. love, yeah. love, yeah. Get a poster, <laughs> get you one. Yeah, exactly. Um, that makes sense. I don't know. I feel like I completely agree. But I don't know, like like a lot of like the co-op jobs, like they all kind of teach you that like right, right away. They're like, mm. the money's going to be shit now because you got to figure out what you want and then it's going to be good later. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Money will come after you get to a certain level of where you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like just being expert at something yeah we'll get you that so yeah that's kind of that financial side of it um and then i think like that's so similar to like relationships too like until you go through something shitty you actually don't know what's good like i feel like whenever i see people like high school sweetheart i'm like man you missed out guys oh my god <laughs> you guys fucking missed out this is some some fun shit that happened you know during college after college that you probably missed out on um, I think it depends on what you will look for in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So like for me, I've never had that phase and I don't actually care to have that phase of where you're like just a hoe. Mm. And I wow. don't and I've never actually had the feeling of like, oh, what, am I missing out on something better? 
Because I'm always the type of person that thinks like the grass is greener where you water it. Mm, makes sense. But it's, it's not even about better. It's like um, you don't know you're bad or you don't know your partner's bad at something until you see differences but in something else. Yeah, that is true. That's something that I'm learning right now too. Like, when I do a, like a lot of reflecting, I'm like, oh, I actually don't like that mm. or I actually don't want that or that was actually not that great or this was actually that great. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's, it's similar to a lot of, uh, I think I've said this probably like a hundred times on the podcast. It's like my relationship now would not be as good as it is without my past relationships and me fucking up during those times. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's a hundred percent better with each trial. Yeah. yeah. You learn yeah. where you made mistakes and you learn what you like and what you don't like and how you can improve in different ways. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, let's get, get a little dark, dark here. Okay. Oh, okay. Go, go for it. What did you think your life would be like at this age? So I think when I talk to Viv about this question, I think this kind of changes from time to time. So for example, I'll start and I'll give you guys kind of like a template. So like when I thought I was say like 10 years old, I thought I'd be like a dentist right now. (laughs) I'd be like, you know, making baller money and uh, shiny ass white teeth and Mm -hmm. raking at that dentist. Chip Skylark, let's go. Yeah. And then the answer obviously changed again when I was 18. When I was 18, I was like, all right, what do I have to do? Okay, let's think about it. Okay, I like math. I like science. Okay, let's let's do engineering. Uh, so when I was 18, I legitimately thought, okay, I will become an engineer one day. Um, oh. And I heard that engineer makes a lot of money. So, you know, by the time I graduate, four years later or something, I'm going to, you know, buy a house, do all these things, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and yeah, it's, life's, life's going to be good. I had a girlfriend at the time, so I was like, yeah, you know, life's, life's going to be good. And then when I graduate university, uh, so let's say when I'm 20, 25, let's put 25 there, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm 25, I was like, fuck, all this, uh, all this thought is like completely off now. It's just like, man, everything's so much harder than I thought. And like yeah. not everything is, is as smooth as I thought. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, so that's kind of like the progression. Um, and then let's say like even when I was – 21 or something so like almost done university i thought by now i'd for sure you know be professional engineer you know have a have my own house you know live the typical albertan engineer life is kind of Mm -hmm. how i frame it um and i'm not there and i'm actually happy because that's not what i wanted and i didn't know that's not what i wanted until you didn't get it yeah pretty much yeah 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 I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a sore loser, guys. but uh, <laughs> Don't call me a sore loser, yeah. okay? It's just like it legitimately figured out that, hey, this isn't the shit I wanted. Uh, I'm glad I never actually pursued that. Like, I'd be so sad right now if I actually got a mortgage on anything. I'd be like, fuck me. Oh, yeah, you'd be, I'd be so upset if you're like. I'd be like, I'm, a, I'm an idiot, man. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's how I would view what do I think my life would be at this age. I used to think, like, by this time um not that old yet but uh i'd have a lot more in life but i'm not like that upset though so yeah yeah how about any of you oh me okay i guess we can talk about engineering again (laughs) but yeah no i kind of thought the same thing you know live the canadian texas life you know just uh (laughs) get a house get a png it's kind of delayed now so a lot of the factors happening um Sorry, what was the like question again? Kinda it's like, what what do you think your life would be like yeah. at this age? I, yeah, like, when you're oh, yeah. viewing yourself at 26, how what did you think your life would look like? Oh yeah, definitely. When you were like 10 years old, looking at if someone if you were 10 years old and yeah. someone were to ask you, what do you think you're gonna be doing when you're 26 oh, versus wow. when you're 15 years old? How did that change? Versus when you were 20, how did that change? 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely thought I, I'd, I have a more certification and uh, making six figures, you know, getting a house and maybe doing something very interesting with technology, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, uh, I guess work here is mostly like working with oil and uh, construction. So I don't know. Yeah. What about you? Um, so <laughs> I had a lot of passions growing up. So my view of my future changed like within every year. Let's just do the major ones. They can listen to the past podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If someone were to ask me um, where I thought I would be throughout like when I was growing up, probably I would say around 10 years old, I would think that I was doing something with NASA. Ooh. And I had a goal. <laughs> I had like huge ass dreams. And I guess... If anyone's listening and has huge ass dreams, it's not to defer you from carrying out those dreams. But I think that you have to actually make plans to do so and not actually just say, oh, one day, you know? Yeah. And I mean, so... We're all in pre-med right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're always in pre-med. Yep. So if you asked me what I thought my life would look like now at the age that I'm at, I thought that, um, yeah, I was doing something with NASA or that I was a fashion designer, or that I was a baker of some sort. I had a, a lot of big dreams. And then if you asked me what I thought I would be doing at 15, it would be some sort of research because I really liked researching things, whether it be about archeology span or about history or science or space. So there's still that technical aspect. Or I thought that I'd be a programmer in NASA in the actual Pentagon and helping people hack the shit out of other people. But I also actually had a big dream at that one point about being a Nobel Prize winner. I thought that I'd have some crazy research and I'd be able to figure out how. You know, those um, unsolvable math questions. Yeah, I thought I'd be one of those people that maybe solved one of those. Pay a lot for or those. if NASA had a huge issue and they couldn't launch a rocket, I'd be one of the people that would help. And then I'd help be a part of the research team. And eventually I'd win a Nobel Prize for like helping solve this problem or that problem. I had those kind of dreams. And then at 20, I guess, was more realistic because I was in university at the time. But I still thought that, oh, after I graduate with my comp sci degree, I'll probably be able to explore more. Maybe I'll move. I'll go get a job still, something to do with NASA or space, which I guess isn't like something that's out of the scope right now. And it's something that I'm still kind of interested in. But I thought NASA, CERN, Boston Dynamics, shit like that. And that if I were to guess what I'd be doing right now at age 26, I guess that I would have been married because I wanted to be married at this time. And then, Whoa. yeah, fuck, right? Goals. Like, yeah, married and married and doing something to do with space or all that shit. I would not have guessed I would have a dog because I never wanted a dog in my entire life. Really? Yeah. But I guess that's where I thought I would end up in terms of most things. Damn, that's wild. But it's completely different yeah. from how I am now. And for my life now, I'm not that mad about it actually like obviously there's one huge upset this last year that i didn't predict to happen but whatever it is what it is <laughs> i'm doing better it's the car right oh no it's the breakup oh okay <laughs> you fucking it's the car ass. right oh it breaks my heart you no know, it's the breakup for it. sure that breakup was terrible oh no um uh, yeah i'm doing things towards ai which is really exciting 
I think that exploring this AI path still gives me the opportunity to have those goals that I to work for don't, NASA. Yeah, because no matter how much I try and push it away, I, I think that NASA space things are it's, it's a true interest that I have, and no matter how much I ignore it or don't feed into it, don't look shit up. It's I still get so interested in. It. I look shit up about the moon, about the astronomy, about what everyone's doing. I don't think that's a passion that'll die. So I think that's something that I'll have to explore and go towards in the future or CERN. That would be fucking sick to work at CERN. I mean, like, what do you think the job would entail, though? Like, I don't know. Like, like, no one knows their dream I, job. Right? Yeah, like, like, no one knows their dream job. And But I know that from doing my role right now and how I don't really like the repetitive part of programming something that doesn't allow any creative processes. Okay. I do like the creative part of it. So I would have to do something more in the creative side. So either research, because I feel like research allows for a lot of creativity because there's not a box in which you have to stay in and it's not repetitive work or something that I'm exploring right now or exploring options for is UX design. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily have to do with CERN or NASA and stuff like that, but then it would have to do something with Boston Dynamics and things with like technology advancement. That's something I'm still interested in. So, in terms of that part, yeah. at 26 doesn't look too bad for me, and it's I'm still pretty hopeful, and it's going great. I mean, yeah. And just, in terms of like marriage and shit, I don't give a shit. Whatever, fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> She's gone jaded. Yeah. She's gone the Jorge route. I'm gone the Jorge route. Yeah, I mean. I guess, yeah, with your quarter life crisis, it was kind of mostly the breakup and not knowing what you want to do with work, right? I was like yeah. the two combination of it. Yeah, and just everything that was going on in life mm. that was kind of kicking mm. me down. felt like if you knew the details in the ends, everyone would die in that situation. Would, uh, you're, you're right. Yeah, right. But like I said, the worst things that happen to you is the worst things that happen to you, That right? is true. So can't really compare that shit to That is true. That's true. All right, that's a that's a fair assessment of some disappointment. I feel like I don't know. I feel like a part of it is like a lot of people have all these like expectations for themselves, and they get really mm -hmm. sad when they don't reach it. But I don't know. I feel like his life, right? Like people take themselves too fucking seriously sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, just go have some fun and then figure it out. Like the yeah. night's young. You guys can, you know, always figure something out. You know, something that I actually tell myself sometimes is that we have all this stress because of the society that we're in. Because of, you know, this one time you mentioned that you went to Vietnam and people yeah. in Vietnam live on a lot less. Yeah. They own a lot less. And their life is a lot more simpler, but by, de by design. And they're significantly happier just existing. And I'm like, that is true. We put a lot of stress on ourselves and a lot of these expectations and everything when we could literally just be happy. And it's definitely a choice you have to make. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, this kind of ties into the topic we were going to talk about is about mm -hmm. like ha happiness and what makes you happy and all that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like at first I thought I was going through a semi-core life crisis where I was like, fuck, I don't know about work and all this stuff. But then like, I took like a mini step back. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's kind of like, there's so much that can be and could have been, but you are who you are for what it is. Yeah. And don't take yourself way too seriously. It's kind of what I think. I agree. I definitely on my, I remember on my 22nd birthday, I woke up and I fucking cried because I was like, <laughs> I'm about to graduate and I'm not fucking in NASA yet. Oh my God, my life sucks. <laughs> 
I mean, I also think the quarter life crisis is kind of generated. Like, okay, so I think midlife crisis is a legitimate thing because uh, there's certain things that just happen. You know, lower testosterone at that age. You Unfortunate. Know, there's like a, there's something that I feel like <laughs> at a certain age you just fall off a cliff and your like testosterone is just gone. Uh, not gone, but like very. Low. I think as you age, for men and women, your testosterone and your estrogens try to balance out. So that's why women go into menopause, and that's why men, like, like. Like, yeah like low ass libido yeah low ass libido well anyways this shit I, happens to you I start getting believe, titties i actually believe the midlife crisis thing because i feel like there's a common accumulation of things that happen but i also feel like it's um it's like a society pressure thing and then mm. i feel like more so about the quarter life i actually don't really believe in the quarter life crisis oh, really? really yeah i just think it's like first of all Logically speaking, quarter life crisis. Are we saying we all live to a hundred and around twenty five is when your quarter life crisis is? I would like to define a quarter life crisis as because it's around the time when you're twenties to mid thirties. It's the time when your life evolves a lot, mm. and you're mm-hmm. trying to shape your life into what your life would what you would expect it to look like in the next like twenty forty years. I see. And because there's a lot of change and a lot of growth and a lot of learning to do in terms of who you are what you want your life to look like and what you or what you don't want your life to look like that's where the crisis feeling comes in and because everyone's doing that whole process at the same time there's bound to be like comparison and you feel like you're a little bit late or you feel like you're a little bit too early or you're missing out on this experience and that's where the like the whole thing comes in from yeah okay no that makes a lot of sense then actually when, when you when you put it like that um, I guess there is core life crisis for a lot of people. I don't know. I feel like it goes back into the whole thing of the if I don't give a fuck, it doesn't really affect me. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, you just don't give a fuck, eh? <laughs> I mean, it's just like uh, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at, and then yeah. it's it's not that I think I'm the best, but it's like I can always come up with a creative plan to get to where I want to be if I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. But yeah, no, it's definitely, I think, mostly societal pressure in For my sure. opinion. And I think I think it's worse now because I feel like, was this a thing like back in the day? I feel like back in like the 50s and 60s, they didn't give a shit about this. First of all, this would almost be their half-life because they don't, they don't live that long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but like 50s and 60s, they were probably like, oh my God, my my fucking tomato plant grew a tomato. I'm so okay, successful here's this a, year. Here's a, here's, a, here's a weird theory. I don't know, man. Here's a really weird theory. I think, uh, and I think it's not that weird, actually. I think it's the social media that kind of exasperated it, right? Because, like, if you're in, oh, like, yeah. some random town or city back in, like, the 60s and 70s, you don't know what your friends are or who you, like, other people from other towns, what they're doing. So, like, you just don't care. Like, there's no comparison, right? Mm-hmm. You're just like, right. I'm just doing me. And I'll figure it out. And then they just work really hard doing what they are doing. And then all of a sudden they're like in their 40s and 50s and they like surpass this. So I feel like this is a newer thing. I don't know. Like I feel like maybe like starting in the 90s or maybe the 2000s it became a thing. But definitely not like back in the day. I feel like this was like a man-made symptom or man-made creation of shitty social media. Yeah, I think as uh, I don't know, price of things go up, you know, it's like your parents probably got a house pretty early. And I, yeah, I, I mean, that's not even the point, though. It's like um, they don't even know what to compare to because they only know yeah. the people around them. Right. Because you have so much more data being given to you on a day to day basis. Yeah. To compare to or even not to, to even if you're not comparing it just to see 
what's going on in the world. Like you don't usually get this much information back in yeah. the day. Like like if if you watch YouTube a lot and you're comparing yourself to YouTubers, you're a fucking failure. Yeah. Like these yeah. guys are doing whatever they want with their lives and they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Just hanging out, slapping your friend in the face of a tortilla, thousand dollars there. Yeah, you're literally a failure in your life. But like, that's That's such a shitty comparison, but that's all the information you get in a day because you're watching so much YouTube or whatever social media. So you're like, fuck. I think it's also seeing people your age and seeing where they're at (laughs) and where they, or how far they are and where you could be. Like, if you watch, like, social media and, yeah, like, YouTubers, you see some guy, like, fucking David Dobrik, that's 25, has a mansion. Has 25? Doing, 25, 26, yeah. Damn. Same age as us. Damn. Doing all this fucking shit. And you're like, damn. We grew up at the same time. But then look at the stark differences between your lives. Like, how far your life could be right now. I think that's a huge thing. True. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like it's so isolated to, like, social media. I feel like... If you met someone, so like I like I don't know any YouTuber in real life or anything like that. But I feel like a lot of the successful one, if you met them, they're probably like really hardworking, right? So like if you met someone that's really hardworking and really successful, you'd be like, okay, that matches, right? Like yeah. that's why Makes they're sense. successful. Yeah, like, yeah. Why I'm here and why I'm not there is a little bit of luck, but a lot of it is how hard they work, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. then you only see the good side without the hardworking side. So then you feel like, oh fuck, like I feel shitty about it and stuff. Yeah. You're like, oh, how did they like luck out on this yeah, or like yeah. get this huge thing? They must have done one thing right somewhere yeah. somehow that I'm not doing right. And then I think it's that resentment that kind of like snowballs into like your quarter life crisis. Because at mm. that point you're like, fuck, I'm not doing what I want to do. Uh, I'm not in a relationship I want to be in. I don't have the money I want to like have. I mean, that part's point. not really controllable. but Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that kind of cascades it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. It adds. It definitely adds to it. So. To add on that, I feel like that's why I never really, like, when I felt mine, I was still using social media. But ever since I stopped, I've never had close to that feeling of a quarter-life crisis. So that's why at first I was thinking, like, I don't know. I feel like everything's, like, overplayed and stuff. But maybe that's why. I don't know. I definitely get it. I think the only thing that I see negative effects on in terms of something that could affect me and how I view my life whenever I go on social media is seeing how like glamorous other people's lives are and how mundane mine kind of is. Cause I feel like mine follows a pretty typical path of somebody that like goes to school, gets a job, does all this shit versus you see these people that are like go out and they start doing a business or they learn this, they do this, they go travel here, they go on like a six month solo trip and they do this and they have all these opportunities and i'm like damn fuck i'm living literally the most boringest lifestyle route i like a human being can Here's and a, i think that's kind of the I only thing that bothers me what you said about that so <clears throat> so you're saying like um these people who they're pretty much like vlogging their life and they're making yeah. money off of it right Man, when we were in LA, how hard was it just to fucking like record something? Oh, you're right. Could you imagine having to do that every step of what you do? Like, and the, I feel like it's actually a skill and a really hard thing to do. Yeah, no, definitely. Like every time you do something that's like remotely interesting, you have to log it before you do it. Yeah. And not kill the ex- experience. Yeah, and I think it would definitely ruin a lot of your experiences for you because you're just, no matter how comfortable you are in front of the mic, no matter how expose or how much you show yourself on the internet you're definitely just going to be a little bit different when you're recorded and when you're mic'd up versus yeah. when you're not yeah 
And then if you're hanging out with a friend that always vlogs and always does that stuff, then that changes your whole experience and your whole friendship whenever you hang out with them, you, right? You don't want to hang out with them. Yeah. Simple yeah, as that. Yeah, honestly, they're not fun to hang out with. Yeah. Well, like, think, like, if you think about it, if people are envious about vloggers and shit, which sometimes I am, like, I'll watch Mikey Chen, and I'm like, yo, this guy's eating all the best shit in the world. Could you imagine, before he takes a bite of any meal, he has to do, like, a 30-second rant about the meal and shit. Yeah. I'm like, man, Or, like, take know. all these photos, ask all this information, jot down some notes before you can eat a fucking meal. Yeah, it's work. I fucking hate myself. Yeah. I don't know about that. If I had to do that before I bit into my Costco hot dog or some shit, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can do that. Right. So, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to get is I feel like a lot of it is like artificially created. And I feel yeah. like we don't see how hard it is to become these successful things we're comparing ourselves to. Oh, for sure. Damn. All right. Uh, we solved it. We solved the quarter life crisis. Guys. Yeah, guys. Don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Your just, life ain't just that be bad. happy. Yeah. Just be happy. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, I feel like I have a very biased view, though. Because, like, I feel like when people live their life, they always think it's, they hope the right way of living it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have a biased view as in, like, I'm anti-social media, I guess. Uh Like, I I don't, like, hate it to the point where, like, I try to stop anyone from using it. Like, my girlfriend still uses it, my family still uses it. I just don't use it, and I think it makes my life better. Mm -hmm. Right. But maybe that's because my view, I think I've solved it, but it could be a lot different for a lot of people. This doesn't have to do with a quarter life crisis, but I can definitely see how social media actually negatively impacts your life because there's this Instagram account called YEG Wave, I think. Oh, yes. And they post all the fucking shit that happens in town that you wouldn't hear about on like global news and stuff. Like it's like, oh, this house got broken into. This person got stabbed. This car got robbed. This place got like shot up or this thing happened. This There's a car accident here. It's literally all the accidents, all the mishaps and all the bad things that's happened in town get reported on this page. And I started following it once because I saw like, oh, there was a car accident on here on this road. You should probably take this road. And I was like, oh, this is probably valuable information. I should probably follow this account so I know what's happening in my own town. Like you you should be aware of what's happening in your own town be like an actual citizen but every single morning or every single time i scroll through my instagram i would see all these posts about like this place got robbed into this person got stabbed this person got shot up police got called to this building and i was like fuck this is actually ruining how i see daily life because i'm like there's all these crimes i don't actually need to know about but i hear about them and it ruins how i actually live my life so i unfollowed it i blocked that account i was like i don't need to know this shit really yeah Oh. Wait, so I can you, actually you, you see how that? social yeah, media does that account. Like, there's some cool car accidents where Fuck, I'm just like, I don't want th- that hail so though. Have you seen the the hail post? We were on. Our, you were on the way back. We just missed it. Yeah, that week. No, that was crazy. What I saw. People just send clips of crazy things happening around Edmonton. I mean, it's uh, not bad. It's depressing yeah. to me. Yeah. Star. Yeah, yeah, it's like World Star, but Edmonton. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember when World Star was so popular in junior high. I was like, don't show me this shit. I don't want to see people fighting all the time. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. Yeah, maybe you're a bit, little bit anti-social media as well. You know, yeah, just a little bit. I use it more as a um, messaging platform, I guess. Just and like memories for memory's sake. I think I'm way more anti-social media. Than oh, for sure, hundred yeah, percent. You're like hundred percent social media, hundred percent. How about so, Tomas? How about you? Like, uh, what did you feel like when? I guess maybe there's a couple things that happened. Mm, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So for you, uh, I think, let's say, I think one of the bigger things was your career, right? You, right. Like, what was that feeling like? What did you go through? I, I just think um, I started everything late, right? Like, you're, you're like I've, I've, I've wanted to start my career right after I got out of school. But then um, after working, like, in the field and learning, um, I, I realized 
the job's still a job and like after work you, I, I didn't really have much character at all like I started learning things late like uh things I like I, I went to my first rave um like literally this summer and it was yeah. like it was insane i wait I, it, chasing was your first rave chasing was my first rave oh my god i actually yeah. was gonna meet up with him but i kept yeah, forgetting no, I, I had like 20 people taking care of me i was uh, i was fucked up i was on your first oh rave and i tried damage. so many drugs because you know i i was always like the good kid in uh, same university dude, same. just like you know <laughs> grind through and then like get a job but then after working a bit you know you start to learn more about yourself like like what's what's more to my character besides the job and everything right yeah. like so i started getting into cars bought this car and it's just it's a lot a of things sick car your car influenced me to not get the same car really even though i wanted the same car because of the sitting in the back experience oh, screw the people. that one experience that one experience um, i'm like then why fuck. Do you have a coupe it's i like, love it's your like... car. but then my my car so my back isn't like a doggy seat car Okay. Like you can actually sit in the back and put your feet down. Yeah. And I find that like I would hate myself if I bought a car and I didn't have the convenience that I did. I'm camping Unless, in my car. Fuck, I don't actually I'm how go, the I'm gonna have fuck? a sleeping bag, I'm gonna drop the back seats and I'm gonna sleep in that car. Jesus Christ. What, what car is this? It's a it's a GR eighty six. So Ooh. like a BRZ. It's beautiful. FRS. Fucking the car I've wanted for like a while, yeah. but those back seats, man. Like I, I need the convenience as well. You're a driver. Why do you think about the back seats? Because I need the convenience. Yeah. I need because mm-hmm. there's been when I was moving out of the townhouse, my car yeah. was surprisingly roomy enough that I could knock down the seats and I could fit like a huge ass mirror and fit things in the back. And when I would yeah. buy things from like Home, Home Depot and to like build shit. I could fit actually a decent amount in my car and I liked that convenience that I didn't have to rent another vehicle and I still had a coupe. But if I had a GR86, I would not have that convenience. I would not have that backseat to throw all my fucking like, like there's been times when I would have my gym bag and my volleyball bag back there and Lumi back there. And I'm like, I would not be able to do that. And I would need to get like a second fucking car if I had a GR86, no matter how beautiful that car is. Yeah, no, but no, so I, I still do all that. Just grab groceries. You just have to drop the back seats. It's like what you can live with, right? <sighs> yeah, I, I that's guess. true. Like I'm sure. under Like I drove a Rav4 before, and I haul stuff around. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. It's a big roomy thing, but like I sit by myself most of the time, and there's like four or five seats. Right. That is true. Empty. That is true. But like back to the topic, right? Um, no, I just think I started like learning about myself later. I think that's what my crisis is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, like it's interesting because like I always been stuck into engineering. Like I like since I committed so much into it. I even did a master's, and it's like, right? And I'm still mm-hmm. thinking about going into more programming so i'm doing automation right now and then yeah. like um or more finance tech things right so i don't know just that's my mm. core life so it's like i feel like yours is a little different from the typical it's definitely yeah. not the three there it's not yeah. either of them it's more of like uh yourself identity yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's, it's like, not clear relationship financial what am i what do i do outside of just these things right yeah, yeah. i feel like this year has been a big like you know find yourself thing like going on trips and everything what uh mm-hmm. what what motivated you what motivated me i guess like after you work a nine to five right like like i go home and i wonder what what else do i really enjoy doing i don't really like i, I play video games and that's it like like i feel like i'm missing out on my 20s especially during covid when everything shut down right mm-hmm. it was it was everything like there's no raves and everything i can experience right yeah. after so yeah um what motivated me just on seeing others living their lives right 
Social media. Social media. I don't know. Oh. It, it was a positive motivator in that sense. Where oh, like, I guess so. Like, I should just like YOLO, whatever, you know, like money will come. Eventually. Yeah. So, so what I'm kind of picturing it is um, like you get off work and you're like, okay, what else do I do with my life? And I'm guessing yeah. that feeling was what made you think that like, I need to learn about what I do like. And so I can fill up this time with things that actually fuel me outside of my work. Like, who am I outside of? my nine to five yeah just more open-minded right yeah like, even with like all this other like drugs and stuff like i never thought i'd be into like fuck me like, too but like, it's a great thing unfortunately yeah <laughs> fucking addicts <laughs> molly oh my god uh, damn i mean that's kind of cool i think uh so i personally think one of the things that is super important for growth is actually boredom. So I think yes. you don't have creative thought and you don't have any of that. So, okay, going back to the very beginning of what I said, I feel like when you just do repetitive stuff just to do it, you feel satisfied where you fill a checklist, but you don't actually uh, get any creative thought until you're in a state of boredom. Like, that's what I fucking hate about my job. Yeah, like <laughs> you're in a state <laughs> of boredom or what? Or it's like really repetitive. It's really repetitive. Like, and I feel like, like I'm not being challenged. Yeah, so it's like you did a lot today but you didn't get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whereas like, I'm not mm. sure if you had the same experience, but when Point I was doing, taken. when I was doing my graduate studies, yeah, like I felt useless sometimes because like I didn't understand or I didn't know what to do or I had to wait for something. Right. And then, um, like not until recently, I really thought about it, but my prof came to me and he's like, that's part of research. Like sometimes you have to not know and like figure it out. But like, from him telling me that, I kind of realized like what he's meaning is like that boredom kind of spurs creativity and further thought process. Mm-hmm. Like if you're always just doing something, if you're always doing something, especially something mundane and it's like super repetitive, um, like chores or whatever like that, um, then you're never in a state of boredom. And I think it like it's exasperated in our society because uh, we're almost never bored because we have this computer in our hand, right? Yeah. So like let's let's everyone do like a thought like a thought exercise like when's the last time you just had time to just think right um and back then i think a lot of people would have this time they'll be like okay when i was at the doctor's office i waited half an hour for my appointment i had time to just think right there's nothing there to distract me um but now i feel like it's all filled up it's like for example when you drive to work or you drive home from work i mean i listen to a podcast on the drive back and i listen to the radio to the drive there that doesn't mean i'm thinking though i'm just like I agree. like i'm not creating anything creative uh what i am grateful for is one i don't use social media so i'm not on my phone as much mm-hmm. but i swear like when i have some time to like do something like when i'm waiting for something i'll just pull up and play like sudoku or something oh. i feel like you shouldn't do that you should almost have to be bored to like have these thought exercise so like the one time I really appreciate it is like when I walk my dog. When I walk my dog, I literally cannot do anything but walk. But like when you're walking, you still have that potential to think, right? You're kind of like, so nowadays I feel like a lot of people walk with their phone out and looking at it and like doing something that's distracting their brain. But when you're doing something that, or when you're doing something that you can't use your phone to distract your brain, like people do obviously go on their phone while they walk the dog, but I choose not to. And I feel like that time, like half an hour a day is like one of my favorite times because I get to think about all these like hypotheticals um, and get to think of all these like creative things. And I feel like a lot of times after that walk, I like have thought about a lot of solutions of stuff that maybe can work out. Mm -hmm. And I think when I was in university, um, 
I used to take the train to school, right? I was just yeah. gonna say that. Yeah. And I and I personally get motion sickness, so I, I can't oh. I can't. Be on <laughs> okay, my that was phone. not what I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say. I can't be on my phone and I can't look at like I can't read anything. Right? Oh, okay, that was so because of that I have to like sit there and like quote unquote be bored for twenty minutes, but like that boredom has always led me to figuring things out of like my homework and shit. Like for mm-hmm. example, I wouldn't be able to solve something and I just sit there and all of a sudden when I get home I'm like, oh, I know the answer. This is the answer. And like for some reason that time frame just creates all this like crazy amount of like stupid creativity. Like 99% of it or like 90% of it is useless but that 10% you extract out is actually something useful. Mm. But I don't know. I feel like that's kind of, it's pretty much a really long way of saying like I think people don't get to think about their identity and who they are unless they get some of that boredom in their life. And I feel like it's super beneficial. Mm-hmm. And right now we're robbed of it because like I, I, I do this too. Like when I'm like, you know, in a meeting that's boring, I just whip up my phone and just like go on something where in reality I can be thinking about something else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Distracted. No, like, dude, I think you're built different. What? That that LRT story? Oh my God. You just, no, you solve questions. I actually agree though. So yeah. this is something that I, it's unfortunate, but I don't think there's any other way around it. Yeah. Is that when I was in university, I also took the LRT and I actually really enjoyed it because taking the LRT, I also get motion sickness, so I don't go on my phone, but then that allowed me to write poems. And that's why during that time in my life, I did a lot of creative writing and a lot of poem writings because whenever I took the bus or took the LRT, I would just people watch. I would just look out the window and then I would have these string of words naturally come to me and it would sound really good in a poem. So I would write it down. But now I don't get bored enough and I don't people watch enough to write those poems. So in the last year, I've been trying to do things, not last year, but in the last few years, I've been trying to do things that will allow me to just appreciate life more. And like, this is something that I started doing so that I become more of a happy person. But then it's also allowed me to appreciate life more. So I would, the first thing I started doing was I would just go sit outside and sit on the patio and just enjoy the weather and just sit there with like a drink or a snack and just chill. And that allowed me to just sit there and think and just be bored. But then it also brought like so much peace to me. And also like, I feel like you're always, a lot of people always have something next to do or something that you have to do, some other thing to do in the day or whatever. And you never actually just sit by yourself and let time just pass. And that adds so much serenity and so much, and it calms down a lot of the chaos in your day-to-day life or anxiety, at least for me. So that's something that I've been doing the last few years and that I really liked. And in the last year, I've been going out on, or whenever I go out on walks with my dog, I also don't bring out my phone and I don't put on headphones either because I just want to walk and I just want to enjoy and hear the nature and just be alone with my thoughts. And that feels really nice. And that also gives me the same feeling that I think Alvin was talking about before. Or like after I finish working out at the gym I don't actually leave right away I'll usually take a walk around the building or around like the block without any headphones without anything without my phone out and that also gives me the same like boredom feeling and it just it makes life actually feel like life I think that's the key part of it and that you're not just going through the motions or like when I do my sunset chasing I don't pull after I like take the photo or take the video of like the beautiful sunset and I sit there for an hour. I There's no music. My phone's not out. And I literally just sit there and absorb life. 
And I think all these things actually, like you said, it helps you create your character and helps you like live your life a little bit better. I, I mean, I think the whole point is like to avoid, I don't know, like it's so tough because like what I keep thinking is like, I don't, I don't believe I've been through a quarter life crisis. Yeah. Like, I mm. think I've been through a lot of shit. Yeah. But never an actual quarter life crisis. And I, I'm trying to figure out like why are, because like I feel like I hear more and more about this from like everyone I know. Mm-hmm. They're like, fuck, I want to change job. I'm not happy where I'm at, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. But like, like I'm just trying to think like how do we end up here where it feels like anecdotally this is happening a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm just thinking like, is this, is this a potential reason? I'm not, I'm not actually sure, but possibly for me, like tidbit for me. I, I think it makes me super happy where like that boredom is something that you I miss. definitely appreciate it a lot more. And I definitely include that a lot in my regular routine now because I feel like, yeah, everyone's always thinking, oh, you need to change this. You need to be doing this. You need to be working on this. But if you look back at when you were like 20 years old, when did you actually sit and enjoy being 20 years old and not thinking that you needed to be working on the next part of your life or the next thing that you need to change? Like you definitely need to find a balance in enjoying where you are right now and actively putting that into your schedule. Yeah. Appreciation. Yeah. yeah and just sit and actually be there for life. Well, I mean, also I think uh, like, like for example, today I, I did a lot of chores. I'm like, okay, I got mm. the shit done. It's good. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like why why do people like go through that it's like they look into, into their, their like futures like so i don't have to do something or like i don't have to be like this or like for example we all have like this busy period for example like right right before i graduate I was like okay i just have to get through this go through the exams and mm-hmm. then i'm free mm-hmm. but every fucking time i've been busy right after yeah like you never get less busy in life you just get of course. more so like if you don't like reserve time for shit that's important it's never going to be there like you're yeah. never going to create time and it's definitely surprising to think that you need to create time to be bored or create time to do nothing and just sit by yourself. But I find that that's very valuable. I mean, I actually wonder, is that a reason why people love road, road trips so much? Oh, maybe. You're forced in a car. Like, I mean, other than sleeping and hanging out with your friends, I feel like you have a long duration where you're just like looking out the window and yeah. just like thinking, right? Yeah. Or just, like plane rides. Yeah. Or just, flights. What the fuck? You just yeah, you're just like <laughs> lost in your thoughts for a bit. I wonder if that's why people really like road trips. I'm not no, sure. I'm I'm a little different. I I, I pass out like <laughs> I, I'm the guy who sleeps. See, like even on the train, you guys you get motion sickness. No, I just sleep through it. I'm not. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. This man has better yeah. genetics. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> oh man, if I were to think. But like, what what if you were like if you were the driver? I feel like there are times. I I mean I guess half your I brain's, can't. Yeah, yeah no, I, I fucking can't. I guess can. your your brain's pretty pretty occupied with driving. Yeah. Yeah, or an autopilot. Bro, I can't autopilot. Can't autopilot driving. It's like, yeah. You know, we don't we don't trust the machines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay, I guess we kind of went on a bit of a U-turn because we talked a bit about quarter life crisis, where we're at, why it's happened. I like like I said, I've never really experienced a full on one, but I see why people get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I see how it could be an accumulation of things. So, like, it's a snowball effect where. You know, something fucked up happened in your career and then that messed up your relationship and then just, you know, everything happened at once and then that's maybe mm-hmm. what created it, right? That's a potential. Telling you. Um, but I, I think, think we've kind of mentioned a lot, like, at least Viv and I kept saying, like, we think it's a societal pressure. It's not, like, mm-hmm. uh, our own thing. So what do you think, like, what do you think these pressures are? So, like, one I know for sure is, like, if you're an Asian, you're expected to be, like, one of three things, an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer. 
You're expected to get a house very soon after graduating. You're expected to marry and get kids very, very soon after. Mm-hmm. I think that's a major societal pressure because um, not only does a lot of Asian parents do that to their kids, mm-hmm. they also show them their friends' kids that are doing that. Oh, oh are the yeah. same age, and you're like, you know, Fuck. my friend's daughter, <laughs> you know, my friend's son doing this. Uh, so, where are some other ones you guys can kind of think of? Um. No, just not my friends, I guess. It's just like... Like, you think it's a direct comparison, though? Yeah, it is. Because, like, um, like going into... Like if you went to university, right? And especially in engineering, you have other engineers around you. They're they're relatively smart in that bracket, right? And then everyone's doing something like running a business or, like, making six figures. And you're like, where? why am I not there, right? We went to the same, like, university, same degree, right? Mm-hmm. Direct comparisons. Direct yeah. comparisons, mm-hmm. yeah. But they they worked hard. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I feel like for yeah, I feel like it's also society pressures. Like you're kind of expected by thirty that you kind of have everything together. You'll probably be married. You're expected to at least for like a woman, you're kind of expected to decide or most of the time get ready to have kids. And then in order to have kids, you kind of have to, or society norms dictates that you should have a partner. You should be, should, or like be in that married stage or like that kind of foundation of your relationship. And then you should have kind of have kids around that time. Yeah. So then pretty much we come up to our lives. We feel like we've came up short and we're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like that happens quite a bit. I mean, and with the like Asian parenting thing, like I told my mom the other day, I was just like, realistically, I'm not going to probably have kids within the amount of time that you think I should. <laughs> time to freeze the eggs, babe. <laughs> and she was just like, no, you have to just go find someone. Just go do this. Just I'm find like, someone. That shit. It ain't happening. All right. Would she matchmake you? Oh, probably. <laughs> really? Yeah. There's this really nice doctor. F- <laughs> I'd go the other way. I'd be like, yeah. Here's an NBA player. <laughs> Here's an NBA. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, Get no. some courtside tickets. Oh, well, I, I wasn't mean, thinking courtside. I was thinking pure genetics, right? Oh, yes. Oh, I was just yeah. thinking <laughs> it might be a good time. All right. Yeah. No, I, I think, um, yeah, it's a bit of it is like comparison with other people of what they are at. I guess mm. the, what, what Tomas was saying is like, you compare yourselves to that, but I don't know. It feels like um, they're happy at their state, and you kind of just have to leave them alone. Like fuck it. Like this isn't me, right? Like why? For sure. Why, why would we compare that? Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, I I think that's for sure a big one. And then the other thing is just like the whole comparison of like people our age, right? We always mm-hmm. think about our age. Mm-hmm. Man, I know some hockey players my age that make, make way more money than me. I think it's yeah it's it's definitely direct comparison because it's your friends it's yeah. the people that you surround yourself with kind of like how like Alvin you and I were mentioning how all our friends are getting married buying houses oh, and all yeah. this shit and we're gonna be like left behind yeah they're outgrowing us yeah way, it feels right? kind of like, like outgrowing but then I've realized that it's very different because it's like I am not in your position because I'm just not there yeah. And that's just not where my life is headed. And there's no actual reason aside from stealing myself of joy when I look at it that way. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay, flip side, do you think 
Do you think some of their happiness is artificial because they're doing what society kind of think that too. tells them? Low key. Do you like? Do you have friends that are a like, little bit married soon and shit? Do you think some of their happiness is art? Like, I, I, I'm not trying to shade on them. I'm oh yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, do they feel more satisfied because they please their parents and society that they've done what they were supposed to do? I think so. Um, my my friends, I think they uh they just know what they wanted. They really found themselves earlier on. I think they experimented a lot, but yeah, I think um, sorry uh can you say that again like yeah it's like uh do you think the the happiness that some of them created is a little bit artificial because they followed the same path as what like society oh. and our parents want yeah I, i'm sure i'm sure there are cases like that yeah but my, i think most of my friends are no they're they're really happy with where they're at dude most i my, think i'm a fucking yeah, dude, pessimist mine. huh i think i'm a pessimist then because i kind of think that a little bit yeah me too oh okay i think that because i'm I don't know. I, I try to be super realistic. Yeah. But most of my close friends are like super degen like me. So like they're not going to get married anytime soon. <laughs> like that, so oh, yeah. We're kind of on the same page with that stuff. Yeah. I think like because I've I know some friends that are trying to meet certain deadlines. And I think those oh. deadlines are from society pressures or from what they expect them of themselves because of society pressures. Like you should get married by this time or oh. you should have kids by this time. And I'm like. If it doesn't feel natural, then I, then it seems like you're doing that just because of society pressures. I think I've had the same argument with the same people you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, what I always try to argue with people, and I feel like I'm always losing this argument. So you guys got to back me up here. Okay. I keep telling them, I was like, okay, for a female, I feel like technology has been getting better and they can have kids at a later age, maybe a little bit more difficulties, but I think we can iron it out. I I agree, but I think I've also seen the flip side of it, of mm. taking that risk. So I have an aunt that gave birth at 35, and that seems like a okay number, like a little bit pushing it, because you would think that um, typically you should have kids before you're 35, and after 35, the risks significantly increase, like right. almost exponentially. And she had the kid when she was 35, and the whole pregnancy and everything went completely well. It was healthy, everything went amazing, but during birth was when everything went downhill so her amniotic sac wouldn't amniotic sac yes yes the amniotic no to say it works the amniotic sac wouldn't remove completely from her no her placenta the placenta wouldn't <gasps> detach completely from her uterus and you need a complete detacher or else there'll be internal bleeding and infections and all that stuff and it naturally usually does detach itself. But I think probably because she had a later birth, there's obviously some complications that can occur. And because they couldn't completely detach the placenta from her uterus, they had the doctors made the executive decision to just completely remove her uterus. And she is somebody that always wanted to have a lot of kids. And the fact that after her first one, she had those complications and now she can no longer have any more kids. I feel like it's a bet that she was taking on technology and everything being so advanced but one that she lost but okay fair how do you top that <laughs> how do you top that how i fair. top that yeah. is that okay one i feel like yes that's anecdotal so it's just mm -hmm. you know one instance right of course. there's no stats on that of course uh but two i also think like would that same thing have happened if she was younger 
That is true. Like, like you'll, like, you'll never like, know. If you have yeah. shit luck, you have shit luck. Like, yeah. for, for example, you know how some people's like, oh, what are the chances? Like, I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, if you have shit luck, the chances aren't, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not great either. Really. The risk is still there, yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain this sometimes, but like, sometimes people would be like, okay, if you roll a dice, you have one six chance of getting whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever it is right mm-hmm. but actually when you put in the risk factor of getting that number being so high these chances don't matter anymore like right. like it happens or it doesn't happen it's kind of like you have zero control yeah like it's just yeah. yes or no yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so then like sometimes ones or zeros like i i sometimes hear about those <laughs> so, i sometimes hear about those <laughs> stories and i'm just like i don't know if it's completely up to the age too because this can probably happen to a young person too mm-hmm. right so she then, could have always had that written in her, written in her cards, regardless of what age that she was gonna have the kid. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. And yeah. then so, but I, I always fucking lose this argument because they're like, oh yeah, but you know my mom, or like, oh yeah, but my aunt had this, or my friend's friend had this. Just thing. tell them ones and zeros. Yeah, fuck everyone else. Yeah. Um, and so, and then my other argument is, is like, man, I see all these rich people who are fucking older, like forties, and they're still having kids. Seems like a matter of money, not a matter of. Uh, it's definitely a matter of money. <laughs> you yeah. freeze your eggs and you pay someone to be your. Yeah. Um. Like your person. surrogate. Yeah, your yeah, surrogate. Yeah. But like, so then I don't know. For me, it goes back to the argument. I'm like, if you're not ready, you shouldn't force it. And if you're so scared about this deadline, there's like there's shit we can do about it. And I personally think like technology for this is going to get better as more women want a career. I agree. Yeah. So then. I always try to make the argument, but I, like, I just can't convince. I support you. I can't mm-hmm. convince these mm-hmm. people that, hey, it's okay to have yeah. a kid later. But, but there's support. also people that don't even want kids in general, right? Yeah. Like, Dude, I'm, like, I'm right up that branch right now. Really? Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah. I'm indifferent. Yeah. I think I would be a great mom, but I don't actually care if I never have kids. Like, if I found out I was in infertile, I'd be like, shit, nice. You made the decision for me. I ain't going to try. Oh god! And I would not, I would not adopt or anything because mm. I'm like I don't care enough to do that. Yeah, I mean, like to have kids. Yeah, me too. Like, uh, like is a kid the biggest um, goal ego? in your life? No, it's like oh. the biggest ego thing, isn't it? Isn't Why? It like the biggest biological ego? It's like oh. look what my genetics can do. Here oh. it is. I see it more like uh, yeah. You could, I guess maybe it is ego. Because it's kind of like, oh, if you have a kid, you can teach somebody how to live a happier life because of the experiences that you have. So you kind of have someone to showcase all the things that you've learned so that you could try and like make sure that they have almost. Oh, my God, this sounds terrible. I was going to say a life that you couldn't have, but I don't want to be that mom. But I think that it's also like, oh. Like for me, a huge part of it is that I could have something that I could love a lot. Mm. Mm. True. Okay. Yeah. That's all the argument people make. They're like, you don't, you don't know how much you will love your kid and shit like that. I'm like, I don't doubt. I and love loving it. something is yeah, very rewarding. Yeah. Like I don't doubt that. Or fulfilling. But I'm not ready for that. Mm-hmm. Is what I always think of. But did you feel that way before you had a dog? Because that's a huge supporting factor for me towards having kids is that before i had lumi i was like fuck dogs it's not irresponsible there are a lot of responsibility it's extra shit i get a lot less freedom i don't give a shit about having a dog and then i was actually upset a little bit when i got lumi because i was like fuck this shit this is a mistake this is literally so much responsibility i'm never gonna love this dog and i actually had issues liking lumi for like the first three months i was like fuck Really? I'm down to return long. her anytime. She's just literally extra responsibilities, but now I can't see my life without her. Like Lumi feels like my child. 
She can hear you. You know that, right? She's just under us right Yeah, now. go ahead. Fight <laughs> me, bitch. So I'm like, the fact... And it feels really fulfilling knowing that I have something that I can show a lot of love to, and that's Lumi. And I'm like, I can't even imagine if they were actually my child. Mm. That feeling would probably amplify so much more. I feel like that would... Like, for people, it'd feel shitty if, they're, uh, if everyone around them had kids and they didn't and they're about the same and they age. wanted to and then no well, not that no, they no, want to but like no. just the fact that like they don't have it and then would that kind of spur like a quarter life crisis maybe like, oh my god everyone's you know like getting kids now and like i'm i don't even have a partner yet etc etc right yeah for sure yeah for sure kind of feel that right now oh you a little bit oh okay I was going like, to all these weddings <laughs> Yeah, the weddings part. Like, I mean, like, I love love. So I love, like, yeah, celebrating yeah. other people's mm-hmm. love and, like, seeing other people in love. Like, it makes me feel actually nice. But then, like, seeing other people, like, fucking when we went to Elenium and, like, that rave. Where would you see Elenium? It was Vegas? in Calgary. Oh, you missed out, Tomas. Oh, my God. You didn't oh, know my God. Elenium is it Badlands? Came? Yeah, it was a Badlands. Fuck. Yeah, like, everyone was all coupled up and everyone was all grouped up. And at that time, I was like, yeah. fuck this rave. I Wait. was so excited for Elenium, but this feels fucking bad. Why? Because I was with a bunch of couples, and I felt oh, so fucking alone. Really? And I was the only one. Like, so then I, like, stood away from everyone. I stood at the very front. I was like, I'm a... I actually, like, stood and, like, held myself. I was like, this is fine. <laughs> Were you on something? Yeah, but, you know, same Candy thing. Flipping? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, let's um let's round back to some positives then. Like, oh yeah. All right. Thomas, if you could give some people an advice on like identity crisis as a quarter life crisis, what would you tell them? What would what would you tell like 2 years ago yourself? Like, hey, if someone's in the same position, mm. what would you tell them to do? Um <sighs> take more risks, try like try different things, like even if it's like another sport or be more active with life, right? Like, you can't just feel miserable about, about, like, your job. Work at it. Learn something new. Definitely wish I spent more time doing that, yeah. I like that. That's pretty sick. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, like I've felt that similarity um, back in university where I was like, fuck, I don't know what I am outside of this engineer yeah. thing. Right? Yeah. I feel like, fuck, engineer as a... <laughs> profession and uh sounds like a trauma thing like Damn. yeah it's like it consumes you it's traumatizing yeah, they set you on a path right after first year they're like oh the sorting hat chooses you to be like a civil engineer <laughs> <laughs> now go study um like i don't know concrete yep <laughs> they I, I totally agree they set you on this uh i don't know this this weird stressful path yeah it makes you feel like you're consumed by it so that's for sure how about you, Viv? What would you uh, kind of give people some advice for if they're feeling this quarter-life crisis hidden down on them? Um, don't be afraid that your life isn't going as planned. Because just like that change room analogy, you'll only know what you don't like after you've tried it out. And think about how your life went in the last 20 or whatever age you're at. If your life turned out exactly the way that you wanted it to when you were five years old, then you wouldn't like it. And as you grow older, the things that you want and the things that you acquire out of your life change. So your life is going to do that too. And just because your life doesn't look like how you think it's going to look like, it doesn't mean that it's not going well. You should experience a lot of things, try new things, of course, 
not necessarily in your comfort zone, but do it at your own pace. And just don't be afraid to make mistakes and don't be afraid to have your life not look like the way that you want it to look like. Because everything is going to work out and you should have a little bit of faith that you will pull through. Nice. That's very encouraging. Mm-hmm. I think I would tell people, um, career-wise, just just plug and chug away. Think of like... You'll just, figure it out. Yeah, like don't take yourself too seriously. I think that's the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Like who the fuck are you? Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Like you're, you're like, we're all someone, but we're all no one right now. Like we are creating something. Why are you putting so much pressure on yourself? Like, I think a lot of people think like, Oh, I, you know, I'm the son of someone great. So I'm, I'm going to achieve great things. Not who, who am I going to invite? Yeah. So then it's like, no, but like they have that mentality, like oh, yeah, you should yeah. achieve greatness because of this. Right. Yeah. And then I always say like, dude, don't take yourself too seriously. Like who the fuck are you? You're in, we're all, we're all little no buddy yeah we're all no one and we're all creating something and if you're gonna hate what you create then it's all mm-hmm. over buddy so don't take yourself too seriously don't don't compare yourself too much and just i don't know i like i said like there's so much more to what you compare to like for me everyone in my real life whoever is like super fortunate and like very high up in their life right now at the current stage props to them because i always think like dude no way i can i work 16 hours like they do or something like that right so mm. they deserve that and i am where i am for a specific reason so i don't know, take it light don't take it too serious and i feel like you'll kind of avoid the whole quarter life crisis thing and you know figure some things out that maybe no one's figured out right mm-hmm. so i mean I, I feel like mine's just a little bit of bullshitting but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i definitely think you just need to just trust in yourself that you'll figure it out <laughs> At the end of the day, if you're going to believe in yourself that you think you'll, you should amount to greatness, you should be doing this at this age, that doesn't matter. You should just believe that whatever comes, you'll figure it out. Yeah, as long as your general direction is up, right? Like, yeah, I mean, also on the side yeah. note, we're all pretty fucking young, so we're not in the clear yet. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. But I feel like... Um, we all have a relatively optimistic approach. And I feel like we've all been through some struggles. And I feel like after you've gone through one struggle, like the next struggle is just another struggle. If that kind yeah. of makes yeah, sense, right? can't get worse than this. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it feels like even if it does get worse, it's like you've dealt with something maybe a bit easier. This is just the next level of that. Like mm-hmm. it's just a variation of that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like look at all the hardships you've been through and you've made it through that. So you'll make it through this one. Yeah, I think so. At least. I don't know. I'm generally a very optimistic guy, so I'm I pretty pessimistic, low key. <laughs> Actually, I'm weird. You know how you said that I'm a very like, or I feel like I'm a very optimistic and optimistic person in a way. Like always, I'm pessimistic and optimistic at the same time. Mm. I think uh, I always think of the perfect scenario and I hope that'll come true. But then I'm always very pessimistic at the same time. I don't know how to say it. So here's to be to me being rude on this episode. I think sometimes Viv's uh, in over her head, uh, but I don't have the heart to tell her all the time. So I just let it be. Good. Don't deflate my balloon. <laughs> let it keep blowing up. All right. Anyways, uh, this was just a nice short podcast about core life crisis because I think uh, so it, chill. it relates to a lot of, I think, our demographic. I think I so. Think a lot of people are going through some shit. Um, I also think a lot of people are very afraid to talk about it. Yeah. 
Like, for example, I feel like it's very courageous to talk like, oh, I hate my job. I feel like a lot of people have to like kind of fake like, oh, I really like my job. And mm-hmm. shit. But I feel like, no, nah, dude, like you should be able to tell your friends exactly yeah. those things, right? Your friends are your friends for a reason. Yeah. yeah. So like, whatever it is, like it is what it is and trust that they got your back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, I think you'll be fine. It's just. I think one of, actually, I was going to mention this earlier, but it slipped my mind. One of the best quotes I've ever heard in my life that I repeat to myself constantly is something that I heard from my dad. And it's, we're growing up and trying everything for the first time. You're learning how to be a 20-something-year-old, an adult, whatever it is, for the first time. Everyone's bound to make mistakes. There's no fucking rule book. There's no guidebook, no matter how it looks like other people's other people are doing it. They're not you. They don't have the same passions, the same job, the same not jobs, the same goals, the same talents as you do. They haven't lived the same experiences. So there is no guidebook to how to live Alvin's life. There's no guidebook to how to live Tomas's life. There's no guidebook to how to live Viv's life or like anyone's life. So you're doing it for the first time. It's gonna be messy. But I mean, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Also like being 20 in 2020 is different from being 20 <laughs> in 2010 is different from being 20 when 1960s it's just 100 percent. so like no one actually knows what the guidebook is right mm-hmm. but yeah guys take it chill um do some drugs yeah I'm just oh kidding. yeah Don't that's do what it. i learned <laughs> this past year just do some drugs find i mean i honestly think like doing shrooms or something would be nice i think it's life-changing the cheapest trip yeah yeah but yeah, the cheapest road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Do some drugs, be safe, and uh, take yourself easy. Uh, don't think too much. Um, try some new shit. Give out. some old boredom in your life. Yeah, and get a little bit boredom in your life yeah. for the reasons we described. I think we should do a full podcast on boredom one day. Let's do it. That'd yeah. be sick. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, if we want some of your ideas of if you're going through a quarter life crisis, so please like, comment. And I don't subscribe. think I'm actually going through it right now anymore. Or maybe I don't know actually. Probably. Okay, damn, congrats. I, I don't know. Never mind. I'll take that back. Whatever. I mean, Let's if anyone's going through quarter life crisis, <laughs> just let us know. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know. I feel like we could either relate or we could give you some encouraging words or I could tell you uh, some rude stuff. Either or you'll feel <laughs> Shit, better. After, son. I hope. <laughs> um, like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, please uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Tell us what, what you guys think of this podcast. Yeah, and turn on the notification bell. And uh, yeah, that's about it we have for this quarter life crisis one. We'll have some cool ass podcasts coming up soon. Yeah, thanks, See guys. You guys. Bye.